Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to North Stars. We continue this Fruit of the Spirit series. Wasn't that a great song? That was fun. And it is exactly what we've been all trying to figure out. How do we take these things we preach and live them out in our lives? So we called them, we've called the Spirit Fruit of the Spirit fruit series Fruit of the Spirit because that is what Paul called them in the book of Galatians when he told us what these things that were evidence of us being attached to Jesus, what they would be. And so we've been walking every week. Last week, Daniel did such a phenomenal job talking to us about patience and what patience looks like lived out in our lives as we reach in that toolbox that he talked about and we live out patience. Today, we're going to talk about another word that many of us have been marked by, but we've really never thought about why it matters so much. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take your Bibles, turn to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 18. Um, If you don't have your Bible out this morning while you're watching online, I understand you may be sitting on a boat, sitting on your porch, sitting on your couch. I don't know where you're at. You've got the app North Star Church Georgia app you can go to, and you can download um, the North Star on there. It is awesome, and it has all the stuff there also on your screen. When you're on your laptop, you've got, got it up there. So I hope you've got the verses up. I hope you've got it up, because today we are going to talk about a couple you may not know. If I say the name Paul, if you've been around church a little bit, you probably know Paul. Paul was named Saul. He wrote a majority of our New Testament from Romans to 1st and 2nd Corinthians to all the epistles, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, to the letters to Timothy. And Paul himself is the guy that wrote a chunk of the New Testament. But there was a couple behind Paul that you may not know. You you may have heard them referenced before. In fact, they're only mentioned seven times in Scripture. They're never mentioned without each other, Aquila and Priscilla. In fact, they're an interesting couple because we know they shouldn't have even ended up where they were in this Corinth story that we're going to talk about, but Claudius was the emperor in 80, 50, 52, and Claudius ran all the Jews out of the Roman Empire, and they ended up in this town called Corinth. We know that Corinth was a decadent town. It was large, but it was, it was wild, and there was a lot going on in Corinth, and a guy named Paul ended up showing up there, and this couple, Priscilla and Aquila, totally changed Paul's life. It's interesting because we know what all Paul did for others, but it's never noted in Scripture that Paul did anything for Priscilla and Aquila, but it always talks about what they did for him. Acts chapter 18 is where we're going to camp out in the story that we're going to tell. So would you pray with me? Father, may we be marked by what marked Paul from this precious couple. His life was forever changed because of their kindness. God, may we change our world not with people standing on platforms. Father, may we not change our world by people that are standing on stages. Father, may we change our world 
because of people that exhibit the fruit of kindness. So God, would you speak to us? Would you show us? Would you teach us? And God, may this picture of what this couple did, may we do in our lives for someone else. And Father, that is my prayer, and I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember we said very first weekend in this series, we talked about these fruits are not fruits that you achieve, but rather that you receive from walking with Jesus daily, right? You attach your life to his life and you walk with him. Will these become evidence in your life of your walk with Christ? And kindness is one of those words. I want you to write out beside the word kindness, the word selfless. I mean, I think one of the attributes of somebody who is kind and shows kindness is that they are also selfless people. This couple always mentioned together, always mentioned as a pair, never mentioned for a big speech they gave, but rather the life they lived. So what was it about Priscilla and Aquila that marked the life of Paul? So Acts 18 verses 1 through 26, we're going to just sort of break some pieces out of that today as we talk about kindness and what it meant to Paul and what it means when we show it in our lives. Here we go. What's the first thing that kindness does? Well, they show kindness by what they gave. You know, you cannot show kindness without mentioning the word giving. And you may go, well, Mike, are you talking about offering? Well, more than that, right? I want you to write out three words, time, talent, treasure. We give of our time, we give of the gifts we have, and we give of our treasure, right? So our talents, our resources, and our treasure. Look at Acts 18, verses 1 through 3. After this, Paul left Athens, and he went to Corinth. Now, Corinth was a rough town, big town, with, with the slaves included in the population of that time. There were over 700,000 people in Corinth. But look at what happened. And he found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome, and he went to see them. And because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them, and he worked, for they were tent makers by trade. So what's interesting about Priscilla and Aquila is they plied the same trade as Paul. So we know Paul the apostle, but Paul also notes all throughout, his, all throughout his writings that he was also a tent maker. That is how he made a living. He would, he would make leather and, and, and build tents and, and coverings was basically what it was during that time. Well, they were of the same trade. Whether Paul knew they were also believers, we don't know. Most scholars think before Paul met Priscilla and Aquila, they were already believers. Most, most people already think that. And it's interesting to note that Priscilla, four of the seven times they're mentioned, is mentioned first, which is very unusual, meaning she probably was the more um, vocal one. of the. That's the home I grew up in. The more vocal one of the family, right? She was, the, she was more of the talker in the family, but yet everything they did was behind the scenes, and they showed kindness by what they gave. Now, you got to think back during that time, the last thing you want to do is bring in another tent maker 
into your community where you're trying to sell goods as well. But when a person shows kindness, they don't think of themselves. Who do they think of? Will they think of others? That marked Priscilla and Aquila and Paul. They showed kindness but what they gave, they also, I want you to write down, they opened their home, write that down under it. So they gave of their home to Paul while he was in Corinth. We know that eventually in this story in Acts, they left Corinth and followed Paul to a town called Ephesus where he planted another church and they stayed there in Ephesus and greeted another uh guy during that time named Apollos who began to teach with them and they opened up their home there as well. That is who they were. They showed kindness by giving. You cannot tell me someone's kind if giving is not associated with their kindness. Why? Because it's the ultimate example of selflessness. It's giving. They gave of their time. They, they spent time with Paul. They gave of their resources. They gave of their talents to help Paul in this area as he tried to make some money to live and sustain himself. But not only do we give ourselves by showing kindness about what we give, number two, they showed kindness by what they did. Look, look at what it says in Acts 18, 18. After this, Paul stayed many days longer and then took leave of his brothers and sailed for Syria and with him Priscilla and Aquila. I want you to write down, they traveled with Paul. And these, these travels weren't like, hey, I would like a book a ticket on Delta to hand, hand, head to Jamaica, all right? These were not the travels. We know that on many of Paul's travels, he was shipwrecked. We know he was beaten. We know that he was imprisoned. And this couple, most think a wealthy couple said, you know what? God has sent Paul into our life for a reason bigger than just tent making. We're going to open up not only our home to him, but when Paul left, they said, hey, Paul, we feel like your journey has met our journey and we'll travel with you. Why don't you think about that? What did they risk? Well, they risked everything. They risk their security. They risk their livelihood. But that's what kindness does, right? Kindness goes that, I want you to write down, extra mile. See, people that are kind don't wake up and go, you know, I need to go show somebody kindness today. Well, there are people that do that. But when kindness is part of the fruit of your life, of your walk with Christ, it changes everything. I love the way Paul said it. In the book of Galatians, he said, therefore, in Galatians 6.10, whenever we have, I want you to underline this word, the opportunity, we should do good to who? Who does it say there? Everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. I wonder when he wrote that to the church at Galatia, if he was thinking about Priscilla and Aquila. You know, they could have said, you know, Paul, I, you know, it's really dangerous taking you in because people want to kill you. So when we associate our life with your life, I, I don't really know if that's good for us, but they showed kindness by what they did. They didn't talk about kindness. They showed it. Yeah, I meet so many people and they go, Mike, what difference can I make for the gospel? I don't, I don't preach. I don't 
I don't really have any big skills. I don't sing or have a talent to run something here at the church. How can I make a difference for the kingdom? Kindness. See, we don't know a lot about Priscilla and Aquila apart from the life of Paul. But we know this. Paul could not have been who he was if they were not who they were. They, you, you cannot extricate their life from Paul. It, it influenced everything about him, changed everything for him. And whenever they had opportunity, they did good to those, especially those in the family of faith. You think about the world that we live in. You want to change our world? Kindness. Kindness. You walk with Jesus, kindness should be a fruit in your life. If somebody comes up to you and said, oh, I'm kind, well, they're probably not. But when we see kindness, it stands out because we live in a selfish world and kindness is selfless. It's one of the fruits that is selfless. Number three, they showed kindness by what they said. They showed kindness by what they said. It's not only what they gave, it's not only what they did, it's what they said. Your lips are always part of it. You, you could say even the word support. It's by the way they showed support. Look, look with me. Now, a Jew named Apollos a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, being fervent in spirit. He spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God even more accurately. How did they know? Well, they knew from Paul, so they took what they had learned and they gave it to Apollos and changed his whole ministry in Ephesus. They showed kindness by what they gave. They showed kindness by what they did. And they showed kindness by what they said. Their lips, hands, and heart were part of how they showed kindness. You take Priscilla and Aquila out, you may not have all the gospels you have. And most of us couldn't tell you two things about them. But they didn't care about them. What did they care about? They cared about Jesus and they showed the fruit of kindness. I was thinking about this a lot this past week. We went on vacation and it was awesome just to get away for a couple of days. First time we've been away since the, the craziness hit back in March. And um, I was so good. Every morning, I, so, so the way I did it is every morning I'd get up and I'd run into the little area we were in and I would take my laptop and that's when I studied in the morning and I was thinking about kindness. And I was thinking about Ann and I's life. We have been marked by those that have shown kindness since our ministry started together in 91. So we got married in October of 91. Crazy part was that spring, we randomly, 
by the Lord ended up in this little town called Kennesaw. I didn't know a soul in Kennesaw. I had one friend that had given my name. It was serving at that church. He gave my name to that church. And they called us to be the youth pastor. And I was single at the time. And Ann and I got married that October. And we ended up in this little church. Church was a lot smaller than either of our churches that we grew up in. And we were nervous. And what's it going to be like? And you hear war stories of, of churches and what they do to, to young couples and ministers. And, and man, we were, we were nervous because it was a little, Kennesaw was a sleepy, sleepy little town back in 91. We showed up here and I can't tell you what we felt from the moment we walked into this community. I was sitting with my mom. This was years ago while I was still at that church, First Kennesaw. And I was telling her the story of just how good people were to us. And she said, well, you know that God is just blessing you because of the legacy that granny and granddaddy, what we called them, granny and granddaddy Johnson, her parents, the legacy left. This is a picture of them. They were a, they, they were a precious little couple. Lived in Sonoy, out on a farm. Both of them with a third grade education. Granny worked at the East Coweta Elementary School in the kitchen, and she was working in the cafeteria. I still remember her saying, "There's a lady that I work with. Her son's in country music. Said he's gonna make it big." And I'm like, "I'm sure he." Will, Granny, what's his name? She said, Alan Jackson. Wish I'd have listened a little better. But anyway, so she served at, at East Coweta Elementary. Granddaddy worked the farm they had and would build a little bit around town. But they just loved people well. They went to a little church called Harrelson Baptist. And while they were going to Harrelson, Harrelson called a couple named Bill and Lynette Suttles to be the pastor of this little church. Dr. Suttles also worked at Georgia State University, so he's bivocational. He would work at Georgia State all week and drive to Harrelson every weekend. He served 50 years at Georgia State as provost and president and 50 years as a bivocational pastor of a tiny, tiny country church. What I didn't know was that on Sundays, my grandparents would invite this sweet little couple over after church, to eat dinner with them, take a nap on their couch, and then load them up with fresh vegetables out of the garden, head back to Atlanta. Many years later, talking to Miss Suttles, she said, you will never know how your grandparents affected our journey because of kindness. She said, they never sent us out with anything but the best fruit and produce from that garden. And your, my mom said, I wonder if God is just passing on the blessing that they gave to Dr. Suttles. God is blessing your life because of their kindness. And I thought a lot about that. As I sat there this week, early in the morning, and I got up not early because I'm spiritual, but because I'm old and I can't sleep anymore. So I get up and rather than waking up the whole house, I get out and run around and sitting there thinking about our ministry and the faces. I tried to pick people that don't attend North Star now. So these could be, this story could be told a hundred times. 
first couple I met when I arrived in Kennesaw. I remember standing there, walking into the interview I was going into was a sweet lady, probably in her late 20s, early 30s, who had three kids named Ludell Bishop. Very first person I met in June of 1991 when I interviewed. Little did I know that Eddie and Ludell Bishop would mark our lives. We would, we would watch them in their marriage and in their parenting, and we would just try to emulate it. The wisdom that they shared, but the kindness they showed. You know, Ludell now served at North Star with me for probably over 18 years as my assistant, even virtually, still works with me, even though they live in Winder. Kindness. If you know Eddie and, Lube, Eddie and Ludell Bishop, kindness. And they just, we were 22 and 21, and they're entrusting the lives of their kids to us. We had no idea what we were doing. But they just loved us, treated us like I'd been doing student ministry for 30 years. Kindness. There was another couple there at that church named Gary and Brenda Langford. Gary and Brenda, that's them with their grandkids. Couldn't find pictures of them. I had to email their daughter to get pictures. You don't see pictures of them. Why? Because they're totally behind the scenes people. We first got there, their daughter had already graduated and they just took us in like their own children. And Miss Brenda would go, would y'all like to have lunch with us on Sundays? And it was like, eat at their house with fresh food or Taco Bell. Uh, could we? And we would go and then they'd wrap up leftovers. And those were in those days where talk, eating Taco Bell was a big dinner for us. And Gary and Brenda Langford would just take us in and we would go over there and just relax and just be ourselves. The kindness they showed, I could never repay. We were kids. We didn't know what we were doing and they treated us like we were somebody. They just showed kindness. Well, we got ready to start North Star. We met another couple named Bruce and Susan Caldwell. Bruce and Susan Caldwell were a sweet little couple that had moved here from a church called Saddleback in California. And we began to tell them about North Star and what we were going to do. And they would keep Casey for us when we had meetings. They would open their home. Our very first, many of you, we've had thousands at North Star Save. Do you know what I trace it back to? Their den. I remember kneeling on the floor in their den with a group of about 20 people praying about how God was going to use this church called North Star. Bruce and Susan opened their home. They opened their hearts. They gave us a place to talk when we were nervous about this thing and what was going to happen. They're like, we were at Saddleback when it was starting. It's going to be just like it. And they believed in us. And they just, you know what? The Bishops, the Langfords, and the Caldwells have in common, they never wanted anything in return. They just showed everything to us. And they just blessed us. 
without us asking, they just go above and beyond. Final couple was Gary and Pam Rogers. I'd had both of their boys in my student ministry. And while we were there, they knew that Ann was still working at the time. We needed insurance. And so she worked for the school system. And Gary, Pam came to me and said, I, I would love to take care of Casey to help you guys. And so we would take Casey over to their home four days a week. And Pam, now many of you know Pam from Remax, but Pam at that time was just taking care of raising her boys. And they were in middle school and high school at the time and taking care of a little two-year-old little boy named Casey, and he loved going over to the Rogers house. They'd feed him munchkins and all kinds of stuff we didn't buy, and, and they loved on him, treat him like grandparents, and were just so good to us. I remember sharing with them we were going to start this church. I really think a lot about it at the time. We were nervous. Ann was pregnant with Mary Michael, and we're starting a new church, and we don't know how this whole thing's going to go, and I remember we were picking Casey up one day that spring of 97. So we started church in January. So that after we started North Shore sometime that spring, 97, and Pam comes out one day and we were putting Casey in his car seat. We were heading out and she goes, there's something Gary and I wanted to give you. She brought out all the checks that we had given them all those months. They'd been saving them. They didn't cash any of them, which tells us how we balanced our checkbook. But anyway, so they didn't cash any of them. And they said, we wanted to just, we thought this might be able to help you a little bit with these early days of the church. This is a way we can bless you back. Here's the crazy part. When my children grew up, I have a feeling if I could interview Casey and Mary Michael right now, they wouldn't tell you the bad stories because they were just a few. But they would tell you the stories of people like these that have been replicated hundreds of times. Kindness. We are who we are today because of the kindness of somebody else. When you show kindness... You mark not only the person you affect, you mark, you mark all those they soon affect. Whether God was just blessing us because of the blessing my grandparents have been, I don't know. But I've been in two churches in tw- almost 29 years, and I've just seen kindness. And I'm so blessed by it. Would you pray with me? God, I don't know why you chose to weave kindness in our story, but I couldn't in a million lifetimes show enough to pay back all that you've shown us. God, we know that fruits are not achieved, they're received. But God, I pray that as we walk with you, that our life would be marked by kindness, selflessness, giving 
saying and doing for somebody that we expect nothing in return from. God, if we want to change our world and change the hostility of our world that's going on right now, God, it's going to change one life at a time. Probably from places and names we don't even know. God, may this church be marked by kindness. And God, may we live out the love that you showed. That's what you showed the woman caught in the act of adultery. That's what you showed the day they brought the little children your way. Kindness. Because it's just who you are. God, may it be who we are too. And I pray it in Jesus' name.